0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Survive and Thrive, a podcast that brings you stories and perspectives on how in changing times, leaders and organizations can not only transform to survive, but thrive. I'm your host, Jennifer Ayers. Last season, in season four, we tackled the immense topic of the future of work. And this season, we're going to be tackling some abstract concepts such as culture reimagined, to find tangible concepts, solutions, and practices, and talk about the importance of culture and why a thriving culture is so essential for the future of business. Today on Survive and Thrive, I want to discuss why businesses should prioritize company culture during economic downturns. This may not be evident, but we'll get into why it's important in a moment. With the spiking of inflation, cost of living increases, and a potential recession on the horizon, now is a great time for leaders to ensure that they have structures in place for their teams to thrive and be resilient in change through times of uncertainty. There may be a temptation to save money through layoffs or slashing cultural programs, but I can tell you firsthand watching some powerful things happen when companies continue to invest in their culture and what can those companies endure and get through when things are really difficult. In times of unpredictability, it's more important than ever to maintain a healthy and inclusive work environment full of resources and support. According to Skillsoft, during the early days of the pandemic, Target increased their employees' hourly pay, expanded paid sick leave, and gave high-risk employees 30 days of pay time off. And instead of struggling, Target saw that their store sales increased by 20.5%, digital sales increased by 118%, and same-day pickup and shipping services increased by 235%. Despite the economic challenges and anxieties of this time, Target worked to ensure that their employees were taken care of, which ultimately did not hinder their financial success. Instead, Target reaped some significant rewards. We do not have to forego the happiness and health of our employees to keep our businesses afloat during difficult times. Instead, we should work with our employees to help solve the obstacles that may come our way during times of economic downturn and uncertainty. With all this in mind, I will explain why company culture is key to surviving an economic downturn while laying the groundwork for a lasting foundation. Even during the most stable times, employees need to feel engaged and productive. As we discussed in Season 5, Episode 2, when leaders facilitate a positive work culture, employees are more grateful for their jobs, more motivated to work, and more likely to stay at their company. A recession is no different. Employees still need to manage their employees' well-being and ensure that they are taken care of and their families are taken care of. So employers still need to make sure that their employees are being well cared for, and have the capacity and desire to remain productive. In some ways, productivity is even more critical during a recession, as everyone needs to come together to maintain a company's success. Many hurdles may come your company's way, but when you have dedicated and loyal team members, they will help you weather the storm with all sorts of solutions to come through that storm when you make the investment in them first. However, if your employees are scared and anxious, they really struggle to be collaborative and innovative during those times. According to the American Institute of Stress, one in five employees quit their job due to stress. When workers feel anxious at work, absentees increase and productivity decreases, which hurts the company morale as well as the company in general and other team members. According to employee recognition platform Kudos, a study from the 2008 recession revealed that 55% of employees admitted that their work became more stressful during that time. Due to the state of the world, this was particularly understandable. However, with many workers witnessing mass layoffs and fearing unemployment, it was up to the employers to boost morale. To counter workplace anxieties, leaders can ensure employees still feel valued for their work. Giving a compliment is free of cost, which comes in handy during a recession and demonstrates appreciation of your staff's hard work. So you don't have to make significant investments just to keep people's morale boosted during times of uncertainty. A study by Biomed Research International shows that when employees feel recognized for their efforts, stress lowers by 22.1%. If you continually show your employees that you appreciate them, There'll be more stability throughout the office, giving them the motivation to perform well and stay. Of course, you cannot always predict if you will have to make some layoffs during a recession. No employer wants to make that decision. But communicating to your team, you will see them and care about them, and they will do what they can to stay involved and keep the company going. Even when things are up in the air, it's essential to give your employees a sense of safety in the workplace because a company cannot survive a recession without the strength of the team. And what about the costs? We understand why maintaining a positive work culture is essential, but with financial hardships comes rebudgeting. Cutting cultural programs can, in fact, be a detriment in the end. According to research by PWC, Programs like environmental, social, and governmental initiatives, ESGs, in addition to promoting employee engagement, also tie into customer engagement. Customers generally want to support companies that treat their employees well and positively impact the world. And during a difficult time, such as a recession or a pandemic, these feelings tend to increase. With less money to spend, customers want to ensure that the money they do spend is spent in the right places. 76% of consumers reported not wanting to buy from firms that disregarded their employees, communities, and the environment. And as women hold most of the buying power in the US, it's critical to consider the types of companies that they want to support. According to Boston Consulting Group, 93% of women reported having control over their household purchases. And Gen Z and millennial women are now the largest part of this demographic. A study conducted by the Harris poll found that 78% of Gen Z women stopped buying from brands that demonstrated poor labor practices, racial discrimination, and a lack of sustainable products. A Merkel report found that millennial women tended to be purpose-driven consumers, generally speaking, with 57% admitting that a brand's value have affected their purchasing decisions based on some of the ethical and moral practices of that organization. The younger generations of women are now becoming the majority of the consumer market, and ethical standards and practices are key to the business's success. Just like retaining talented and productive employees is vital during a recession, it's essential that you ensure to have a loyal customer base. Otherwise, everyone's hard work can feel meaningless. Similar to ESGs, it may seem necessary to cut diversity and inclusion initiatives as well. However, this can actually negatively impact your company financially. According to LinkedIn, the S&P 500 experienced a 35% decline in stock performance between 2007 and 2009. However, companies that maintained a positive cultural investment experience for their companies saw a substantive 14.4% growth. In general, inclusive companies are twice as likely to exceed financial goals, three times more likely to be high-performing, six times likelier to increase innovation, and eight times likelier to achieve better outcomes. These programs can help your company survive an economic downturn and ultimately thrive through some economic downturns. So cutting these initiatives might seem like, A short term money fix when their times of budgeting is tight, but it can have long term consequences and have the reverse effect that you anticipated. So let's take a closer look on how preserving culture worked for other companies. So CHG Healthcare shared with recruiter.com how they dealt with the 2008 recession. Like all companies during this time, CHG faced a lot of uncertainty and had to make difficult decisions. However, they understood that putting their people first was the best course of action. They went to their employees for suggestions, and through working together, they uncovered over $2.5 million in cost savings. In 2008, they also managed to increase profits, though modestly. They did not have to make any layoffs during that year to achieve this goal though they did use some attrition to lessen their staff. They worked to save jobs and proved that the company culture was, if not recession-proof, at least recession-resistant. According to CHG, transparency was critical to achieving this collaborative environment. They were honest with their employees about their company's financials and trusted that as a team, they could find the solution. Leaders encouraged the 1,440-person staff to brainstorm and take action. More than 1,500 ideas were submitted, and many employees offered to take the salary and benefits reduction if it meant other people did not have to lose their jobs. Some company perks were also reduced, and although some of those things may have been done to enhance the employee experience, people were more willing to cut those temporarily temporary perks in order to help the collective. They cared about the success of the company. Something that CHG refused to cut, though, was training. Even if actual training programs had to be stalled, leaders understood the need for mentorship, coaching, and skill building. They made sure that their employees could still grow during this time and work towards their career goals. Ultimately, this company used a culture of trust, honesty, and encouragement to maintain a healthy work environment. Some things had to change and no matter what, some stress was inevitable, but everyone came together like a team. Change is constant. Challenges may come and go. But when you value your employees, a foundation will be built that will last through good times and bad. Some other things to refer to where there have been phenomenal successes when leaders have put their organization first and the wellness of their people. The essence of this is actually captured in Hubert Jo Lee's book, The Heart of Business. He is the former CEO of Best Buy, and he is known as the orchestrator of the retail's spectacular turnaround. And he unveils his personal playbook for achieving these extraordinary results in this book. And one of the things he emphasizes first during the recession was focusing on the people. I highly recommend taking a read of this book to experience what those employees went through while working under the CEO, Hubert Jolie. There's also a great interview with one of the leaders of Education First on how their teams came together during the pandemic. and were able to not just survive, but thrive. I'll include in the notes the interview link for specifically that example. So there are a number of companies that have success stories when they have focused on their people and staying true to their people during all sorts of economic uncertainty. All right, well, I can't emphasize enough why culture is so important. But even though it may be counterintuitive that it may not be the thing to focus on during a recession, it will be the thing that helps you not just survive, but thrive. And I'm confident of it. Anyway, if you're listening to us on your favorite podcast platform, well, as a reminder, we are actually on YouTube as well. And going forward, we'll be posting some other tidbits there. So check us out at ConsidityUS.com. And uh, thank you, everyone, for joining this week's episode of Survive and Thrive. Remember, at Survive and Thrive Podcast, we empower the conscious leader to realize positive and sustainable change. Until next time, don't just survive, thrive. Take care.